0: Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Did you know that the only people to see Jesus on the day of his birth, beside his parents, was a group of shepherds tending their flocks? Would you like to see and experience Jesus today? Do you have the heart of a shepherd? Let's open our Bible to Luke chapter 2 and open up this amazing story of the first day of Jesus' life. Good afternoon, and welcome to another teaching. And Merry Christmas! Today is Monday, December 21st, and uh, we are four days from Christmas. Christmas is on Friday. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hopefully, everyone is uh, just really engaging in the Christmas season. I was going to say enjoying, but what I really mean is engaging Jesus this Christmas. I was, I've been saying this on the podcast and I've been saying it in all of our different meetings and um, just talking to people is just to really experience Jesus in a, in a meaningful and profound way this Christmas. And in order to do that, you just have to think about Him. You do want to study the Christmas stories in, in the Bible and Matthew 1 and 2 and Luke one and two. Today we're going to talk about the story in Luke two. We're gonna we're going to be discussing verses uh, Luke chapter two verses eight through twenty, the story of the shepherds. So thank you, Lord Jesus, Father. We do thank you for the Word of God. As always, Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for your mercy on our lives. Lord Jesus, we thank you for living for us. And we thank you for dying for us. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are indeed alive and risen. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we as we open the word of God. We ask you to bless us, protect us, and look out for us and feed us in your word now. It's in Jesus' name we pray amen and amen. Quick shout out to, to Wendy. Happy birthday. And uh, as, I've, as I already prayed, I do pray that this is the, the greatest year of your life and truly growing to know Jesus and walk with Jesus and certainly obey Jesus. So happy birthday, lady. So we're going to start in verse eight and go to verse 20. Um, then we'll pray and we'll get rolling. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, in her heart, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, the story is is amazing. Father, we just thank you and we praise you again just, uh, just for the word of God and just this Christmas season and just... Uh, just for your incredible favor on our lives, Lord, we thank you that your favor rests on us. Uh, for Father, we know that we, we are a, a sinful people and that you, you sent Jesus to, to live for us and to die for us, Lord. And, uh, and we thank you, Lord, that, that, that you've given us a savior and we proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ this day, Father as our only lord and savior and master and king and god thank you lord jesus for your mercy we say glory to god in the highest glory father to god in the highest thank you lord jesus all right so you remember in verse in verses 5 6 and 7 is is where you know um joseph has to go register he belongs to the town of david So he goes to register with Mary and it says he was pledged to be married to her and she was expecting a child. That's verse five. And, you know, while they're there in Bethlehem, it was time for the baby to be born. Verse seven says she gave birth to her firstborn. You you know, there is some debate about this in some of the denominations, but Mary did have, you know, did have other children. Now, Jesus was the only one that God, the father, was his father mary's other children were came in the normal way um, through her and joseph but you notice in verse seven uh luke two verse seven uh, he's called her firstborn so jesus is the firstborn he's her oldest child and we see in other parts of the scripture that that he had brothers and and sisters at least one sister it says she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger verse seven because there was no room for them in the inn and and that's something we've discussed before that you know jesus could have could have been born at any time right he could have chosen to enter the world and redeem the world at any time and he enters the world in the in the most base humblest really poorest of circumstances so much so that you know he's born in a barn with animals around him and and again it just shows that that when Jesus entered the world um he came at a time and a place and in circumstances where where he entered into into just very nominal humble circumstances you know it's there's there's no there's no high society here you know, he's, he's born to, to parents that are very much underprivileged. They're not by any means, you know, the, the wealthy. And, uh, and apparently, Joseph uh, could find no place for them except uh, a manger. And it says because the, the inn had, had no room. And, and apparently, no one would give up their room. You know, you think about that. I bet you everybody now. When you have an opportunity for hospitality, think about that. You know, no one would give up their room so Mary could give birth to Jesus. And now we have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of churches all over the world going to celebrate the birth of Jesus here in four days. And uh, I wonder if people look back 2,000 years ago and say, you know, I, I wish I would have given up my room for that couple when they were when they were about to give birth, but I was more concerned with myself than others. Um, Most of the time, you know, when we miss opportunities for hospitality, you know, sometimes we don't get them again. And, uh, you know, so let's be be a, a hospitable Christian family, a hospitable church. And what I mean is all the church, universal, everywhere, all those who have trusted in Jesus Christ, as well as all the local churches. Let's be a hospitable church that that really looks looks to be a blessing, um, and particularly to those that are that are less privileged than ourselves, which is almost everyone. Um, so, that's the scene. Jesus has been born. He's in he's in the manger. And so, this is his birth. Now, people confuse this with, with the wise men in Matthew chapter 2. You've seen the, the manger scenes that have the wise men around them, and, and those scenes are biblically incorrect. We do have people who listen to this podcast who are, who are interested in all these little facts. Um, so, when the wise men finally get to where Jesus is... Um, Jesus is around 2 years old so when you see manger scenes with the baby Jesus or you know the the infant Jesus in the, in a the little manger baby crib with the wise men that's that's not a biblical scene he's 2 years old he's undoubtedly walking around when the wise men see him um in Matthew chapter 2 here he is just been born and now we enter verse 8 this is the, the, the day of his birth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. So we see it is, it's evening time now, right? Um, It's nighttime, verse nine, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. We've talked about this before. Similarly, with the encounters um, we see in, uh, in Luke chapter 1, when, when someone encounters an angel, it is universally an uncomfortable situation. Uh, the angel shows up. Apparently, the glory of God, now whatever the glory of the Lord, but a light, some sort of light shines, it says, shone around them. And look at these four words. And they were terrified. <laughs> terrified means like w- w- what does that mean, Scott? It means absurdly scared. It means it-, it means you are so afraid that you're just you're terrified. Wow. Hmm. Verse ten but the angel said to them do not be afraid and that is a common that is a uh just a common exhortation jason from from an angel do not be afraid you see this throughout the scriptures this exhortation so sometimes you know as christians we you know we desire visitations from 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 angels you know from heavenly angels, heavenly beings, right? And uh, it it may not be what you think. It may not be as fun as you think. As a matter of fact, you may be scared like you never thought you could be scared. Verse 10, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, Today, And the town of David, a Savior, has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The angel says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for everybody. In the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. What, what strikes me about this is that for, for all of us who have just been raised in Jesus and raised with Christmas and the Christmas story and in church, we can, we can really lose, you know, the, the, the greatness of it all, the great joy of it all, Chloe, can really can sometimes just get lost on us. Ian, it can just get lost on us. The... The incredibleness of it all, the overwhelmingness of it all, sweetheart. That's my wife, May, when I say that. um, It can just be lost on us. You know, it's and, and I'm thinking about it now, you know, and I'm thinking about just, you know, I was thinking about this yesterday or the day before I was taking a walk and I, I, I was, <laughs> I, I I candidly felt like I wasn't as, as happy and excited, um, as I really ought to be about celebrating Jesus and his birth, Wendy. I was just kind of, you know what I mean? I'm doing my deal. I'm, I'm going through, um, you know, I'm saying my prayers. I'm doing my ministry. I'm, but I, you know, just for some reason it can, Somehow, God forbid, forgive us, Lord Jesus. It can almost be commonplace, Kristen, right? We can, we can just kind of get used to, you know, that a Savior has been born to us. And it's Jesus, it's Christ the Lord. It wasn't commonplace when it happened. Verse 12 and 13, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Apparently, that's not a common thing to find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying over there in the barn because this is going to be a sign. Look at verse 13, suddenly. A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. I mean, angels just burst onto the scene. They are so overwhelmed with this joy that it doesn't tell us how many, but it says a great company could have been a legion a thousand, we don't know how many were told, but we know when they appear, they appeared praising God. And as I said, I, I don't, I really want to be doing this more. I want to appear. Do you appear on the scene, Stephen, praising God? do y'all just appear praising God? <laughs> you know, when you greet, when you greet the clerk, do you, when she says 525, do you say praise God? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm joking, but you see my point. We, we want to have just the lifestyle, you know, when we, when we remember Christmas, when we remember the Christmas story and I don't, you know, How do you do it? How do you get the Christmas story just to not be commonplace? A savior has been born to you. You know what that means? That a savior has been born to you? That means you need a savior. Why do we need a savior? Because we are sinful to the core. All human beings are sinful completely and totally to their very core. And we are hopeless. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do to take away our sin. We need a savior to save us from our sin and the consequence of our sin, which is spending eternity in hell, as well as all the negative consequences in this life of sin. We need a savior. And look at this. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. You remember when the angel says in verse 10, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy. Why is it good news? It's good news because of the bad news. And the bad news is, as I just said, we are, we are a, a sinful people. Utterly, totally, completely sinful. And at the core, it's our nature. We actually have a sinful nature that... That it's our very nature to want to live disobedient to God. In rebellion to God. The reason the angel says it's good news is because we are broken and we know the bad news. You have to understand the bad news before you can understand the good news. Does that make sense? It's like that in anything. If there's an incredibly new cure for say, I don't know, diabetes right? Unless you or someone you know has diabetes, it doesn't seem that great to you. But I, I promise you, once you had diabetes, if you did have diabetes, the, the cure for that diabetes would be remarkable to you. Make sense? That's the case with anything, right? But you, you'd have to know you have diabetes. If you didn't know you had diabetes, well... That'd be great for somebody else that does have it. But if you knew you had it or one of your loved ones had it and there was just an absolute cure, that would be good news. That would bring great joy, wouldn't it? The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So you have to to really understand the bad news to understand how good the good news is. Logan, I've already told you what the bad news is. We're a completely sinful people, hopeless, in desperate need. The only thing that can help us, Ed, is a Savior. And it says it's for all the people, because the Bible says every human being has sinned and fallen short in the sight of God. But here it is, verse 11, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you and he is Christ the Lord. Golly, to really understand your desperate need and for me, my desperate need. And here it is, a savior's been born. He will save me and Jesus will save you today if you'll ask him to. All you gotta do is say, Lord Jesus, I do believe that you're the savior of the world. I believe that you came into the world and lived a perfect life for me and died a perfect death for me. And I believe that you are alive and risen Jesus. And I ask you to come into my heart and to be the Lord of my life and to save me from my sin and to bring me to heaven when I die. Jesus, I put all my faith and trust and hope in you alone as my only and everlasting Lord and savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I wanted, to, I wanted to ask the question as I was studying today as to, as to why the Lord chose to have this message on Jesus' birth delivered to this particular group of people, shepherds why why did the lord choose to 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 give this understanding this insight this knowledge of what's happening to this group of people because it's not a coincidence right there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks why shepherds what is it is there something about shepherds what is it about shepherds that would make them a more likely candidate to be given this revelation and this understanding about Jesus. Can you all think of anything? What is it about shepherds that that they were the ones to receive this blessing? These are the only people to see Jesus at his birth, are these shepherds. Humans, the angels, obviously, but humans, right? The shepherds, Mary and Joseph. So why reveal it to this particular group of people? What is it about a shepherd? A shepherd is, is, is obviously a, uh, a somewhat simple, hardworking, unassuming man. These shepherds go out, they live with the sheep, just doing their work, right? As I said before, these shepherds are not high society, are they? They're not involved in just all the up and coming affairs of the world and all that's going on in in politics, right? That's, That's not their focus, These shepherds are, are, are men, clearly blue-collar, hard-working men, looking out for the sheep, living with the sheep. And apparently they are, in the Lord's sight, not only qualified to be told this revelation, but to spread it. I think a big part of it is that, that they would have room for it. You notice um, if, in, in Matthew chapter 2 and the wise men that really no one is, is aware of this. The wise men follow the, follow the star the Lord has for them. And they finally show up at Jesus' house when he's two years old. But before they get to before they get to Mary and Joseph and Jesus' house, they have to stop at Herod's place. And Herod didn't know anything about this, nor did any of the religious leaders, chief priests, teachers of the law. They knew the word of God said that, you know, a Savior would be born in Bethlehem. And they quote that. But they were disturbed by it all. But these shepherds will rejoice in what they've been told. And, and, and what, I'm, what I'm trying to say here is, you have to have room for Jesus in your life. You have to have room for the revelation of Jesus. And when your life is complicated in a million different ways, and, and I'm, I'm not saying it's easy, right? We live in a, in a pretty complex society, but, but when we're all tied up into the world, Peyton, Benny, when we're all tied up into the world, and our concerns are, are, are about so many different aspects of worldly living. And we're, we're not able to receive this incredible revelation. So we want to ask ourselves, and, I, and I'm certainly in the same boat. You know, Lord, I, uh, I do ask you to help us, Lord, to, just to have the simple hearts of a shepherd please forgive us father as we've we've complicated our lives and uh and our concerns are about countless things more than it is about that a savior has been born to us and he is christ the lord father help us just to to have have our concerns be focused and centered around jesus christ our lord thank you lord thank you father you just you just want to spend some time and 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 repent because clearly, you know, in 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 our society it's it's very easy to be distracted by, by so many different things. But there is a uh, there's there's a there's a quality in the simplicity of being a shepherd. If you remember, Jesus is is gonna grow up and be called the great shepherd. He could have referred to himself as anything, but he called him the great... He says, I am the shepherd of the sheep. You remember in John 10? And he's going to be called the Great Shepherd, capital S, because he's God. And he, he lays his life down for us as sheep that go astray and that have, have, have sinfully gone astray. And hence he enters the world here as a savior. And the, and the, and the only people to see him at his birth... Are these shepherds? And so just spend some time and, and and say, Lord, you know, I do ask you to to reveal yourself to me, and I do ask you, Lord Jesus, to show me the things in my life that are that are blocking me receiving greater understanding and revelation of who you are, Lord. Father, I don't I don't know if we if 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 you if if uh, Jesus came today, would we be among those chosen to to be able to to see you at your birth, Lord? Lord, I I know we would want to see you. All of us would say we would have loved to have been there. But Lord, um, would we have been wrapped up and consumed with other things that that the birth of the Savior is not something that uh, that would have been overwhelming to us. So so Lord, I, I just ask you to help us and I thank you for your mercy on our lives. I thank you that we can come to you and I thank you that we can read in your word, Lord, and uh, and see these things as you've told us, as examples to us, Lord. And uh, And Lord, I ask you to help us to be the kind of people like these shepherds were that could receive the revelation and that you would give this amazing privilege to including just this incredible visitation from angels. Thank you, Father. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. Hmm. Verse 15, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So, they receive the word of God, and they immediately go, to look for the sign of verse 12. Remember the angel said, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. They, uh, they waited for the, the heavenly visitation to disperse and boom, let's go to Bethlehem, right? And that's where we want to go. Okay. This Christmas, we want to go on that journey to Bethlehem, right? And we want to remember Jesus, And see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. A Savior has been born to us. Our king, our master, is a baby, is lying there, a few hours old. And we just want to worship him. Let's go to Bethlehem. I am speaking metaphorically, but, you know, let's go to Bethlehem and just rejoice, man. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just just picture him now. Picture Jesus in that you know, a little you know, wound up in the cloths or bound up in those cloths and just put there in the little whatever that little basket is or whatever it is, you know, they always picture him in a basket. I don't know how he was there, but it's just an incredible scene, right? Let's go to Bethlehem. Verse sixteen. So they hurried off. Mm, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Verse 17, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. Verse 18, And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They hurried off, and they found it just like the angels said they would. They believed the word of God. They had now to go, they had to act upon what the angels told them. The angels gave them the word of God. They acted on it. And sure enough, they saw Jesus at his birth along with his parents. We want to have these heart of the shepherds. They hurried off. When you open your Bible and you read the word of God, you want to be quick to obey the word of God and to believe the word of God, to believe the word of God and to obey the word of God. Sometimes one comes before the other. Sometimes I have to obey first and then I believe. Sometimes I believe first and then I obey. I wish I had faith for everything right away. But sometimes the faith comes after the obedience and sometimes faith comes before. But I know this, the more we obey the word of God, the more we'll have faith in the word of God and the son of God. They hurried off. You see, what I was saying earlier is sometimes we can be wrapped up with so many things. We're not like shepherds. We don't hurry off. You know, I got to hurry home to, you know, to get on my Xbox. You know, we got a lot of other things going on. I got to hurry. I got to hurry home to get, get my show on Netflix. All these different shows. Um... So we, we have all kinds of priorities. And Father, I know that I'm, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the top of the list here. Father, we want to be shepherds that, that hurry off because we want to find Jesus. When you're told that a Savior has been born, just, just don't worry about nothing else. Just go running to Bethlehem. That you might find the baby lying there. And know that that's your savior. That baby is going to grow up. He's going to live a perfect life. He's going to die a perfect death. He'll be alive and risen as he is today. And he will save you if you'll call on him today and ask him to be the Lord of your life and save you from your sin. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask Jesus into your heart this day if you haven't. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, verse 17. That's an interesting verse. All of us have been Christians our whole lives, most of us. We've known Jesus our whole lives. Do we spread the word concerning the truth about Jesus like these shepherds have? I asked you earlier, why did the Lord appear to such men as shepherds? And would he appear to us today? Well, do you have a habit of spreading the word concerning Jesus and what you've been told about Jesus? Or do you have a habit of spreading other words? Most of us, you know, spread a lot of stuff around with our mouth. That's of, of, of little consequence, no consequence, Or it's actually counterproductive. When you're spreading the word about Jesus, there's nothing better that you speak about. And all of us speak things every day, regrettably, that that often have a lot of nonsense in them. We speak a lot of things that really ought not be spoken. Right, sweetheart? I was referring to my daughter Lauren there. What are you spreading? Are you just spreading frustration? Are you spreading irritation? Are you, are you spreading gossip? Are you spreading bitterness? Or are you spreading the word concerning Jesus and that a Savior has been born? Forgive us, Father, for just the, <laughs> the ridiculous things that we spread, Lord. Father, I ask you to help us to spread the truth about Jesus to all who will listen, Lord. Verse 18, and all who heard it were amazed. You just keep talking about Jesus and the truth about Jesus. And and the more you do it, the more amazing it'll become. The more a part of you it will become. And you know what? You'll help others know the truth about Jesus. Look at these shepherds are evangelists, right? These are the first evangelists in the Bible. Is that right? First evangelists in the Bible. Jesus is not a couple hours old. They're telling everybody a Savior has been born. That's how we need to be. You got saved today. You're talking about Jesus that same day, telling someone else about Jesus. Tell everybody about the amazing, overwhelming truth about that little baby in that manger. It says, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. (laughs) Most people that listen to us can often be frustrated or irritated about the things that we say, right? I'm just making a point here about what, you know, what we choose to speak about, right? And, and and frankly, there's really, obviously, we would all agree that there's nothing that we can speak about that's more valuable than the goodness of Jesus, than the wonder of Jesus, than just the the amazing ramifications of a savior born to us, right? Let's speak about the goodness of Jesus and all who he is. Let's do that more, and let's spread that more, and in, in, in whatever way that we spread things that are just uh, that are not helpful or counterproductive, let's let's see if we can't uh, start doing that less and less and less. Thank you, Lord. Verse eighteen: All who heard it were amazed at what the shepherd said to them. Nineteen: But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. Um, if you ever do a study on Mary, you'll come away with just this incredible woman of God, right? Uh, she really is. Uh, she's a thinking woman. She's, she's forceful. She's, uh, she don't take no for an answer. Um, the, the scripture has immense things to say about Mary. Mary is an amazing woman of God, and she is an example to all of us as men and as women with regard to her character. That being said, she's not to be prayed to. She's not to be worshipped. She is a a human being. She was a a sinful human being, uh, as we all are. She needed the Savior that she carried. She needed him as much as all of us do. Um, At the foot of the cross, we are all equal. We all need Jesus. Um, But Mary treasured up these things. What does it mean to treasure up things? They were just valuable things. They were like treasures to her. When the shepherd comes, she's thinking about all these things and thinking about how they relate to Jesus. And she ponders them in her heart. They mean something to her. They're not just, you know. And you want it to be said of you that you treasure up all these things and ponder them in your heart. How much do you ponder the Word of God. How much do you treasure up the truth about Jesus? But Mary treasured up all these things. That's a woman of God right there. And that's how you and I want to be as men and women. Do you treasure up these things? You have them here just as Mary did. And do you ponder them in your heart? Help us, Lord Jesus. Verse 20, the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Once again, they, you just see these guys, you know, they just, they just do what you're supposed to do. Let's just have a lifestyle of glorifying and praising God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, just praising Jesus, praising our Heavenly Father, praising the Holy Spirit for his goodness and for his mercy. And they said, which were just as they had been told, if you and I will have a heart to obey the word of God, you know, we'll see that that everything is as the Bible says it is. We want to, again, you want to believe the word of God and obey the word of God. And sometimes when it's hard to believe, you still got to obey the word of God. You want to do what it says. Do you know to believe in Jesus is not a request? The Bible commands us to believe in Jesus Christ. Father, we do thank you for your mercy and favor and goodness on our lives. We we thank you. We just thank you for Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you willingly became a human man for us, that you became a little baby and that you entered this world because we needed you, Lord, that we one and all needed you and we just worship you and glorify you and praise you, Jesus, for all of your mercy and goodness on our lives. Father, we love you and we thank you and we praise you. We ask you to help us to have a heart like these shepherds, to just be simple men and women with a heart to to know the Word of God, and to obey the Word of God, and to just praise you, Father, and to worship you uh, as, our, as our main priority. Father, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you. We thank you for your Word. We commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. For more information about our ministry, please visit www.kingdomd.org. If you'd like to email us directly, you can reach us at contact at kingdomd.org.